Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Oh, today we're going to rock your world. I know I'm excited about most of these calls, but today is a really good one. I'm just texting with our guest host. You should be joining us momentarily. Um, here's, here's who he is. His team, his team is going to sell 220 homes this year. And guess how big his team is? Five. Only five floating fingers on my Zoom, Zoom virtual background. Okay. Will Penny is joining us here. Will, I'm bragging about you. Will Penny has a team of five agents that will sell 220 homes. That's a lot of homes. And he's in Ohio. He's in Akron, Ohio, which is a place where if you don't sell 220 homes, you really don't make any money, which is why he has to work so hard. No, I'm kidding. And, and Will, I'm going to let you brag about yourself. How's, how's your life work-life balance? How many hours a week do you work? What do you, what do you think? Uh, excuse me. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, lately a lot, but, um, typically about 30 hours a week, 30 hours a week on his sales business. And the reason he's able to do it, I see Tina joining us here. He has a rock star team. So today's call, we're going to be talking to Will, but it's uh, obviously it's not just Will. It's the, it's the team he's put together. It's the leverage, the system. And not only do you work only about 30 hours a week, but don't you take a couple months off every year to go to Florida and just like go hang out? Well, we have to say off in bunny ears because no, I go to I go to Marco Island for two two months a year, but I, you know, we go there just to um, to trade weather. But uh, you know, I work. I definitely work down there. Yeah, but 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 when you say work, how many of you watching this? And by the way, this is if you're watching from Facebook and you want to come over here to Zoom, right? Go to agentpowerhuddle.com. Or if you're listening to this recording and you're like, oh, I wish I could get on there live with you guys, go to agentpowerhuddle.com. That will take you to the live Zoom, so you can actually ask Will questions. We'll come, we'll keep an eye on the Facebook feed too. But so many of you guys, like, if you want to come here and turn on your camera and be a part of this, this is gonna be a good conversation. How many of you watching, even though we can't see you on Facebook, raise your hand if you're like, I would love to be able to sell a couple hundred homes with a small powerhouse team and take two months off every year, working no nights, no weekends, right? This is what we're breaking down with Will today. So I call this thing, Will, the elite client experience squad. I don't know if you have a name for it, but Will's one of my business partners. I am grateful to have met him. He is one of the, just, just a cool human being. He's an ultra marathoner and a powerhouse of a person, but let's, let's go back to the beginning of your leverage. Will. Um, you also, by the way, do the majority of these, uh, of these deals by referral, correct? Yeah. So, I mean, we got to keep in mind that I've got, um, you know, I'm not selling these houses on my own. Right. So I, I sell probably about 70 houses a year myself. Uh, but then, you know, I've got a, a really high functioning team of, uh, all women, by the way. Uh, but they're, I mean, they're great and they're very productive. So that's, uh, that's what's enabled us to do it. All right. So, so let's, let's see if we can, we got about 25 minutes. Let's see if we can deconstruct this because it's been years that you've run this structure. Like you're one of the first people that I found that it's not like a, this is a new trend where I'm seeing these like smaller, efficient teams becoming more popular, but you've been doing this for a long time. How did you get started? Did you know what you were structuring or did you make some mistakes along the way? Um, made some mistakes along the way. So the way I've actually so since I've been a realtor for almost 34 years, you know, for a long time, teams didn't exist. I mean, I remember going to a, 
uh, a seminar that Linda McKissick with Keller Williams had. And uh, she was the first seventh level agent where she was able to step away from her business. And I didn't ever see that as being a viable option. Um, I just didn't. So what I did, uh, mainly because I wanted to, I didn't want to have my wife leave me. When we had young kids, uh, starting in about 1997, the year after my son was born, um, I hired a licensed assistant. But what she did, I've always been about having multifunctional people around me uh, because that way they're going to make the most amount of money they can. So I basically I had Sherry Stanley back then and uh, she was from Tennessee. She was great, but she got licensed and she would show homes for me. But then she would I also try to encourage her to sell houses so that she could make have a part time job working for me, uh, doing office work. Uh, showing homes. So I basically I had her doing stuff that that kept me in the office, but then also encouraged her to sell some houses for her and her family. So that's the way I've always done it. Then Rebecca's been with me, gosh, we're going into 15 years, I believe. So wow. she was just until three years ago, uh, she had a full-time job. Uh, she's a workhorse, though. I mean, she works seven days a week. She's amazing. But um, so until three years ago, she was part time. So I just she was a W-2 employee. I paid her hourly uh, to show homes at night and on the weekends so that I didn't have to uh, work every night. So I would schedule my evening appointments Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then uh, I would have Rebecca show homes. I would show houses during the day. And then Rebecca would show houses at night and on the weekends for me. And then one day, once they found a house, then I would jump back in and write the contract. So my clients always knew that I was going to still be, we've always tried to run it like a doctor's office where I'm still the center of my client's world, but I've got other people that do certain aspects of the job so that I don't have to do all of it. Yeah, and, and clearly it's working because if you're going to do 200 plus deals and 70% of my referral, your clients and family love you. We'll tie, we'll go into the referral piece at the end of this, but let's, let's stay on structure for now. Um, fast forward to today, you have five agents and it's not structured like a normal team in any way, shape or form. So if, if you're listening to this guys and you're an agent on a team, listen for the ways you can put some, some leverage into your world through what he's talking about. If you're a team leader or a solo agent, listen for the things that Will has put in place that you don't go, need five people. You might need one person. So walk me through the structure. Well, what do the five people on your team do? What does it look like? So we have to go back again. Like, so starting say 14 years ago, Rebecca has been showing houses, but then 2013, uh, Tina, um, who's, uh, you know, close friends of ours. Uh, she came to work for me full time. She did not have a license at the beginning. She got one very quickly and her job was going to be a listing manager back then. So I had the buying part covered. I just didn't want to have to take photos, measure rooms, uh, put signs up, put it in the MLS because we had our own company. Um, so we were doing all of that. So Tina started, but then uh, quickly uh, Tina got licensed and then I encouraged her to have her own real estate business too. So she's always had two jobs. So she now she runs the office. She works with my clients on the listing side, but then she also sells about $6 million worth of real estate a year herself. So so she's making a lot of money for her and her family. So I've tried to make sure that um, I've surrounded myself with people that can make the most for them and their family so that they don't want to leave and try to do something better because they've been able to do really well 
you know, within the confines of what they do with me. And they have the structure and the safety of that. Yeah, which, which is really important. I mean, if you, if you listen to what he's saying, guys, if you've been to a lot of masterminds or trainings, can you start to hear how different his setup is than most people who talk on stage? Truly. I mean, it's a very different setup. So you've got right. how many of your five are licensed? So T Rebecca's buyers, but then she also is an ISA. She prospects sells five to 6 million. She's already sold 32 homes this year. Plus she's worked with every one of my buyers. See what I mean? So I've got these hybrid positions where they're able to really get the most out of their real estate license uh, and not be off dealing, you know, working on their own. So that's Rebecca and Tina. Uh, then I've got Laura, who's an amazing agent. She's just, she's, when I say just an agent, she doesn't, um, she doesn't perform any duties for me. So I support her. All right. So she's an agent. She does about 6 million a year in sales. Um, and then we have uh, Sam. Uh, Sam's a young, amazing woman. She's got two young kids and uh, she doesn't have time to be a full-time agent right now. So she shows homes for all of us uh, as a part-time employee. She shows homes for all of us, but she also puts up signs, takes signs down, put lock boxes up, measures, coordinates photos. So now I've plugged her into that role. Um, so she's able to use her real estate license that way. Plus she sells a handful of houses as well. Uh, and then I've got, um, Hold on. Can, we, can, we can we pause right there? Because you just said something that I want to make sure people understand. You said as an employee, actually, you're not talking 1099, you're talking W2, correct? Yeah. The, yeah. They're all W. Uh, Laura's not W2. Again, Laura is a traditional agent, but I support her so she could be the best she can be. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tina, Rebecca and Sam, they are you know, they're, they're full parts of our company. And, and we should have them on a future call because they are rock stars in and of themselves. And I have a feeling that having that hybrid position where you have someone who has a W2 salary gives a sense of security and stability that then allows them to go out and be a salesperson and do other things that they have a sense of like uh, uh, the best of both worlds. Would you agree with that, Will? 100% because mo what 85% of realtors fail in the first five years. And the only reason they do that is because they can't string enough paychecks together and they have to get another paycheck, which is what makes them fail at real estate. So uh, fortunately at our, uh, you know, at our organization, I can't say company anymore because I'm now with eXp, but you know, we had our own independent brokerage for almost 21 years uh, until September 10th of this year. And it was just us. So I, the 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 roles that they've played as my support team has enabled them to also flourish as realtors because they've not had the financial stresses that most agents would have had or would have starting out uh, trying to string commission checks together. It totally makes sense. And I want to make sure we don't leave anyone off the list. So did we cover your, your, everybody on the team? We had um, okay. Jen. Uh, she's our closing coordinator. She just got licensed. So she uh, does, uh, she's a transaction coordinator. She fills in, putting in listings. She does uh, uh, just listed, just sold postcards, um, you know, all the closing activities. So she does all, sends out weekly updates to our clients. So, and then she also has a real estate license and actually just sold her brother-in-law a $600,000 house. So um she got the she got the taste of a nice healthy commission check, uh, so you know she wants to sell a couple three houses a year. 
This guy, the reason why I'm starting here, guys, with the structure, because Will is such a, he's, I mean, he really is a dynamic person, but he's also very analytical and very structured. And it's rare you have someone that, like, I want to set the framework so you understand the structure. If you have questions you want to ask, please, you know, Craig, Travis, Danny, anyone I can see on camera, Michael, Karen, some of you guys who are not on camera, you can jump in as well. Type it in the chat box or come off mute if you have a specific direction you want me to take this with Will. But, but for you, Will, um, when you say, you know, you support them and they support you, obviously, how much of the business is generated through referrals that you're generating versus are you helping them generate their own referral-based business? Because you guys are heavy into referrals. So we have our, as you know, the way I met you, I have another company called Social Orchard and it all spun off of um, starting a Facebook group la this time last year, actually. Um, almost exactly this time last year, I got a call from a guy that was that heard me on a podcast talking about referrals. And he said, hey, something you might want to think of is a Facebook group. I couldn't get off the phone quickly enough with that guy. I feel bad. Uh, but I almost hung up on him and set up a Facebook group at my desk that day. And then that's turned in. And now we nurture 906 past clients in our Facebook group. I was just going to say, so, so here's what he's talking about Facebook group, by the way. First of all, guys, if you are modeling after someone, I'm a big fan of modeling. What did Will just say when he said he couldn't get off the phone fast enough? He heard a good idea and he was putting it into action before the phone was even down. When you guys get ideas, put them into action. You want to be like Will? Put things, I hope you're already implementing things he talked about three minutes ago, right? So Will's Facebook group, it's for his past clients and sphere. I can show it on the screen in a second, Will. I don't know if you're on, a, on your device, but I can pull it up if you want me to show it. It's called Penny Penny Group, uh, Penny Group EXB Friends and Family. You're, you're in it, so you can pull it up if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull it up. But, but anyway, um, we started doing... It's funny, we talked about in our meeting this morning that, you know... I, I described to them when I first started calling for sale by owners and I would sit down with a newspaper and I would scratch out. The, I would uh, scratch out the ad. Um, sorry, I, I'm on my phone. Uh, I'd scratch out the ad with a pen and then I'd tape it into a piece of paper and then I'd go to the Haynes directory and get the phone number and then I'd get distracted and not do anything else. And I, that's what where most humans fail is they spend their time on the prep. Like I'm going to start working out. So they go get a workout outfit, they iron it, they lay it out on the bed and they get their new shoes and lay those out as well. And they never actually get down to the working out. And I think the difference between successful people and average people, one of the differences is that we're more focused on our anxiety comes from not doing, not doing the action. Most people eliminate their anxiety just by doing the prep. Like they feel like the prep's enough and now they can move on to the, they feel like they did something wholesome by cutting out the FISBOs and getting the phone numbers, but no bill has ever been paid by cutting out a FISBO ad and taping it to a sheet of paper, right? So it's the, the actions that I try to focus on. Getting ready to get ready. All right, let me, let me show this on the screen because I do want to spend a few minutes talking about this and then we'll go back to team structure. This is Will Penny's Facebook group for his past clients in Sphere. Will, can you see this on the screen? Yeah, and let's be uh, let's make sure we're straight on this. It's not mine. It's our all of my team. The reason we have nine hundred and six people in there, or whatever it is, is uh, what is the number? What is it? Nine oh eight. Okay, great. So the reason we have nine hundred eight people in there is because everyone on my team also sees the value in this, and they put you know they put their they invite their people to it. 
So, so check this out. These are, these are potential buyers and sellers, people they know, past clients. The post from yesterday, 21 hours ago, says double king size bed, yes or no, with this cool 3D picture. Since in 21 hours, he got 26 comments and five replies. And that's a low amount of engagement for some of the stuff I've seen in your group. And well, scroll down, you'll see some with uh, way more than that. Oh, I can show more. I just, and this is what his company, Social Orchard, does, guys, is it gives you all the content you need to create your own private Facebook group for your friends, family, and sphere and generate referrals on autopilot. It's amazing. That's a, We have done separate calls with Will on that. That's not why he's here today. I just want to mention, like, that's, that's how he's doing the lead gen for this team. That's how you keep him busy. But then once you've got the leads coming in, Will, back to your team, like, what happens when someone out of this Facebook group sends you a direct message? If someone sends you a DM and says, hey, Will, I'm thinking of selling, walk us through the flow. What, what happens? Well, typically they're going to, since they know us already, these aren't people that we don't know. I'm, I'm just using our Facebook group as a CRM. So because 80% or more of humans are on Facebook, uh, we're able to pretty easily find our clients, send them a friend request, invite them to the group. So they typically don't even reach out through the group. They'll just call. You know, like I, I got two referrals yesterday, um, a guy named Justin in Brunswick. He, he's in our group and he called me saying that his friend wants to buy a house. I haven't talked to him personally in two years, but because he sees the he sees the uh, the posts and the content in our group come up because Facebook actually puts group notifications front and center. So it's almost like a billboard that gets dropped in front of people. Even if they're not engaging with the group, they're still seeing all the posts. And it's so, free. All right. So, so, so walk me, walk me back. Justin calls you from Brunswick says my buddy wants to buy a house. Does he call you will, or is he calls well, someone on one of the agents? No, in, in he, the he sent me a text saying, Hey, do you work West Cleveland? Of course I do. Great. My buddy, Dan wants to buy a house. I'll have him call you. Okay. So Dan, uh, so Dan calls you, then what happens? Because you're not working with this buyer in West Cleveland yourself, correct? No, I probably will, or I'll have somebody on my team do it. But, um, you know, I I give more away now than I used to, you know. Okay. But yeah, I mean, we don't have, the system is I answer my phone, all of my team, I break, you know, I'm, I browbeat them into doing the same. They all have the same good habits that I do. You know, we answer our phone and we respond to people and we, do what we say we're going to do. And it, yeah, there's no um, magic behind any of this. It's just, we stay top of mind with our, we just had a pie event. Tina coordinated it and we had a uh, hundred and 130 people show up and grab a pie at our office out of the back of our moving truck, you know, la uh, the weekend before last. So, you know, it, we're just trying to constantly stay top of mind. And uh, I noticed uh, I mean, this is an important thing. You talk about referrals. The pain that we should all be really feeling right now is that Wall Street is behind these third-party companies trying to get uh, into our business, set up virtual brokerages so that they can collect referral fees. Uh, a year ago, Chase Bank had a meeting. Chase Bank had a meeting, they brought in top realtors and said, we wanna start giving you guys business because our walk-in clients, when they go find another realtor, then they end up going to a different bank. So we wanna get relationships with realtors. I'm like, great, that sounds good to me. So they started sending us uh, mainly buyer referrals that you have to respond to. So three days ago or Friday, I get an email from Chase Bank with a buyer I, I accepted the lead. 
Next thing you know, I get an email from Home Story. I've never heard of Home Story before. Well, Home Story is a virtual brokerage that partnered with Chase. Now they're charging a 25% referral fee. So Chase Bank now, which is the largest bank in the United States, one out of eight Americans have an account of some kind with Chase Bank. They have partnered with Home Story, and they are now trying to capitalize on their walk-in business because they've got one in eight Americans have an account or a loan with Chase Bank. So now they're trying to get referral fees from us. So they're going to go all in because 25% of a commission checks a lot of money. Well, I won't even say the word trying. They will they, succeed. Like, 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 guys, Will, I want you to repeat the phrase I'm going to say out loud because we're going to turn into a clip later and I want it to have it coming out of your mouth, not my mouth because I say it all the time. Okay, guys, everybody write this down and Will Penny, repeat this after I say it. Own your relationships. Yeah, own your relationships. Okay, that's it, guys. Everybody else, it's not like in the old days where if you didn't stay in touch with your people, they still had a good chance of reaching back out to you. Now, these companies are proactively... And they can outspend all of us. They're spending millions of dollars a month. Ideal Agent is a company we get some referrals from. They ch they're spending $1 million a month on television advertising. $1 million a month. So, and they are successfully... Uh, getting people to call them to get to pay a 2% commission, then they charge a 25% uh, referral fee to 35% referral fee. And every one of those deals that we get, and I'm not proud about it, I don't, I don't want to take those deals, but I have been because listings are harder to get. So we take those as well. And uh, the, the few that come in, every one of them, when I pull into the driveway, I think, these people bought a house from someone and now they're going, now they're responding to a television ad to find another realtor. That is the pain that agents should be feeling. I don't think you have to feel bad about taking those. If it makes dollars, it makes sense. Where you would feel bad is if you have someone who's in your private Facebook group, that's a past client or a friend who goes to a TV ad and comes back to you and you have to pay a referral on someone, a relationship you already had, that you should feel bad about. Okay? Yeah, but my Point is, is that agents need to, we talked about it in our meeting this morning. You know why it's harder? It's hard to get these companies to sell you leads anymore. Realtor.com, uh, Zillow, we, but we depended on those leads that we pay to play for years. Guess what? Now they're not doing it because they want referral fees. So the problem is all of these companies that were selling us leads and we were paying a thousand, two thousand a month for, now they've gotten smart. Now they want a referral fee. So if we're not keeping our arms around our, our client database, our sphere of influence now, I'm a lucky one. I'm 53 years old, you know, so I've only got another seven years or so. But if you're a 25 to 40 year old agent and you've got 20 to 30 years of your career left and you're not staying in touch with your past clients, you might as well go get another job now because you will not you're, you're going to take a haircut for the rest of your career unless you learn how to call FISBOs, expireds, geofarming, calling around listings and sales. Um, one of our new agents, Justin, Jer not our, but Justin Jersick, who just came over for Keller Williams, amazing young man. He's early 30s, sells over he's a, 10 here. He's, he's, a business, calling, he's a business partner of ours at, at EXP. Right? Yeah. And his, his uh, Superman quality every day for two hours. He's getting on Red X and he's calling around recent sales saying, hey, I just, hey, Je hey Jesse, I just sold this house at 123 Oak Street. Just wanted to let you know about it. 
This is like old school stuff I would do in 1990. And we're back to that now, because now if you don't, you're going to get wiped out by these third party companies. Yeah. So, so let's, let's do this. We got a question from Zahira in the chat box, about five minutes left. She's asking what type of content do you put out in your private Facebook group and how do you invite people to, to that group? So the way we invite people to the group, they have to be a friend first. So again, it's about people who know, like, and trust you. This is just a way to throw that on steroids. They know, like, and trust you. Now they get to see you every day of the week. So uh, we just send them a friend request and invite them to the group. So that's that. The kind of content, uh, the quickest way, and I've said this before, the quickest way to kill a group, it's the equivalent of your kid pooping in the pool and clearing it, right? The quickest way to clear a pool is put your six-year-old in there. And it doesn't matter if it's a, it can be an Olympic pool. It doesn't matter how big the pool is. You can pick the biggest pool you know and take your kid over into the far corner and have him uh, poop in the pool. You're going to clear the whole pool. So the quickest way to kill a group is to post real estate sales, right? Because nobody cares about that um, unless they're thinking, we have neuro-linguistic programmers and we, we shut out all that stuff unless we're thinking about it. It's like if you're buying a car, you suddenly notice all of the cars like what you want before you didn't. Well, now you do. And they're neuro-linguistic neuro programmers. Well, if people aren't thinking about buying or selling a home, well, they're not going to want to see souls. So we post fun content, uh, local content, asking for recommendations on businesses, design trends, home hacks, that kind of stuff. Yep. And, and Zahira, if you want to get that content generated for you automatically, you sign up with Social Orchard. I make $0 if you sign up for it, guys. Will 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 high five me. He'll be happy because it's his company. But like, dude, it's it's like the cheapest thing on the planet. It's like 80 bucks a month. It's, like, it's, it's not like this ridiculous expense. What is it, 89 a month? Something like that, Will? 89 a month for solo agents. It's going to be going to 99 a month because we're going to auto post for you. Um, it takes you 20 minutes. Like, it's $149 a month for teams. It is the best thing that you can do to stay in touch with people. Nothing else can you stay in touch daily. Nothing. Right. And, and guys, like I said, I say this every time we have someone, he's not on here to pitch or sell. He's here to teach. I just want you to know that his service exists because not that I get a dime, because if all of you want to own your relationships, you want to look at putting pieces like this into your business, whether you're an agent on a team, a team leader, whatever it is, it's, your, your margins, the money you make on doing business with people, you know, is a thousand times better than buying leads or paying a referral fee to big Z and all the, like truly big Z is not the enemy. I'm not talking about easy here. I'm talking about Zillow. Big Z is not the enemy. They're just another part of business. It's not evil or bad, but it is us against them guys. It is. If you want to own your relationships, it is like, this is, this is, this is time sensitive. It's very time sensitive and it's not Zillow anymore. It's Op City, Effective Agent, Fast Expert, Dave Ramsey, Upnest, uh, Home Story. You go, and, it, and those are just the ones that I'm thinking about right this second. Home Light. Every one of them has big business Wall Street behind them because they go, their pitch is, hey, it's a $6 trillion a year business. Real estate commissions are still five, six, seven percent. We can get, we've been selling them leads for years. Now we can just charge them a quarter to a third of that fee and we're able to do it legally because we've aligned ourselves with a broker and those, those uh, investment companies are going, holy shit, we're in. Yeah, I mean, pe people, and this is, we're going down a rabbit hole, but people were worried Zillow was going to turn into a brokerage. I mean, it kind of has, but they don't need to be a brokerage. 
they're backpedaling on that. They're going back to refer. They're going back to their flex program and referrals. But but why would they need to be a brokerage when they can collect money like a broker does without the expenses or liability of a brokerage? Right. right? They get the best of both worlds. All right, we got two minutes left. Exactly. Let's go talk to Zillow about EXP, Will. All right. So that's Spencer Raskoff, if you're listening, or whoever the current, Spen Barton, whoever's the current CEO, we're calling for you. All right. Rich, Rich Barton. Rich Barton. There you go. All right. Um, two minutes or less. Back to your team structure, the rock stars you have on your team. What advice would you give for people listening if they want to go out and either find people or train leaders or support them? Because you have some amazing team agents. Like, what would you give people as kind of parting words? How do we wrap this up? I think if you're a solo agent and you want to get your life back, you need to get a showing agent. So you go and find uh, someone who really wants to make a living selling houses, uh, you know, and identify them, a young agent or younger agent uh, who can show homes for you at night and on the weekends and you can pay them $25 or $30 an hour, W-2. They're going to take that job seriously. They're not going to quit you in the middle of the night for more money. Uh, you can keep your commission. They're getting, you pay them from the time they leave their house to the time they get home. They can make a good living part-time for you. Um, and it that is the best way to go. Make sure it's a good person. And, the, and you don't have to hand your clients off anymore. You can work with it, work as a team with that person. Your clients know that, you know, Susie's going to show houses to you. And then once you find one, I'm going to jump back in. The reason I have Susie is because I'm not a robot. I can't work all night, all weekend, all day. My wife will leave me. Hope you understand. They laugh and they embrace it. So as long as you've got someone who's good, um, then that should be the first move. Everyone talks about transaction coordinator or an admin or a marketing person. Get a showing agent. That's the biggest time stuck in our business. Yeah, guys, this is a fantastic way to wrap it up because even if you are a buyer's agent on a team, guess what? You can still have a showing assistant. If you're a fantastic buyer's agent, your job is not to open doors. Your job is to write offers and negotiate, right? And if your team leader doesn't want to pay for it, you pay for it out of your, if you make enough money, you pay for it out of your pocket or talk to your team leader and figure out something that works that's win-win for everyone. I'm not saying there's a right way to pay for it, but Will, do you agree with that assessment? Even if you're an agent on a team and you're really good? Rebecca, though, her, she... She talks people out of houses. She points things out. She's not just a door opener. I mean, she she gets me. She gets us way closer to a contract um, than them just walking into a house. She's she's a very good ally uh, when it comes to that. All right. So we'll do another call, Will, where you're going to break down. How did did Rebecca already know how to do that? Did you train her? How did you get like? We'll go she just. She was working part-time. Find a part-time agent who already has a full-time job that wants to make money. That's the way to do it. Get someone middle-aged who answers their phone, who takes things seriously, that isn't going to just try to text their life away. They're, you know, someone who's open to relationships. So go get someone who's middle-aged or in their 30s, uh, someone who's got young kids who can work nights and on the weekends. That, that's a perfect, perfect showing agent. I love it. All right, guys, we're, we're going to go and break this down. Do, if you're on camera or if you're in the chat box, did you get something out of today's call? Was this good for you guys? Because I'd love to. Okay, we got thumbs up all around. So we're going to schedule you on again, Will, so we can break this stuff down deeper. And like, I just think this is such a good discussion where our industry is going. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Autumn, I know you had some music queued up a minute ago. Will, we had Ozzy Osbourne earlier. You missed it. So we'll see what music we have for, for closing it out. I went to get my wig busted and I couldn't get here quickly enough. <laughs> have a good day, guys. See you tomorrow. Thanks, Bye, Will. All right, see ya. 
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.